You are listening to Concert Blast. Here are some clips from this show of Concert Blast. Actually, when Elvis would find out that there were fans down at the front gates, he would actually hop on a horse and come down and sign autographs for everybody. Really? That's the kind of person he was. He loved his fans and he knew that he would be nothing without them. No one's allowed to go upstairs. Visitors and not even employees are allowed to go up there. Elvis Presley, the only privacy he had was upstairs at Graceland. So when people would come over, the red carpet stopped at the foot of the stairs. Elvis was not originally buried here, if you didn't know that. Did he was actually buried at the Forest Hill Cemetery, and that's where his mother was buried. Nine times out of ten, if you complimented Elvis on his, on his shirt, he would take it off and give it to you right then and there. So he was, he was just a very giving person. I mean, Nice shirt you got there, Brian. <laughs> I just got this last week, man. <laughs> not getting the shirt. Horses were not the only animal that he had. I mean, he had everything from dogs to he actually had peacocks. He had a pet monkey. Um, Elvis so had a pet monkey? He did. His name was Scatter. Elvis did 31 feature films and two documentaries. He's a busy guy in Hollywood. Yeah. First actor to ever receive a million dollars for a movie. Elvis actually only won three Grammys in his lifetime, and they were all for gospel music. I said, see, 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 right up. Oh, see. What you have done I said see See, see, right up Oh, see What you have done Oh, girl, you made me love you Hi, and welcome to Concert Blast. This is Mike Arnold along with Brian Hasbrook. We are here in Memphis, Tennessee, in Graceland, along with who? My name is Alicia Dean. I'm in the Public Relations Department at Graceland. We average 600,000 visitors a year here, and that's just not even during Elvis Week. So we hope to have lots more people here, actually, here in August during Elvis Week to attend all of the events and festivities that we have going on. I like what George Klein said uh, when he accepted Elvis's uh, induction to the Hall of Fame. He said he ran into Jerry Lee Lewis backstage, and Jerry says, Elvis has been dead a long time, and he still outdraws everybody. <laughs> because there's over 600,000 visitors a year that comes in Absolutely. to see Grace. Absolutely. I think that holds true. I mean, obviously, you see people still touring today. We have a huge percentage of our visitors who are 35 years and younger, so people who weren't even born when Elvis was alive want to come here and see what this is all about. So I think that definitely says huge things about who Elvis Presley was and who he still is today. We are standing in the lawn right in front of Graceland right now, of the house of Graceland. Beautiful weather, mind you. Oh, we do have some gorgeous oh, yeah. weather. Clear blue skies, mid-70s. Alicia, I wanted to ask you something. Aside from the obvious, Graceland, you got to come here if you're in Memphis. What are the other activities that people can participate in? Oh, gosh. There, I mean, especially during Elvis week, we have a lot of events going on that we plan out throughout the week. It's about six or seven days that you could come. We have an Elvis tribute artist contest, which is a huge thing among the fans. It's very, very popular, and it's about to sell out. We also do a special concert each year. And we do the candlelight vigil that's held at Graceland every year that the fans actually started. And you can come. People line up at the front gates even the, a day before it starts, and we do it on August 15th. And it goes into the early morning of the hours of August 16th, the day that Elvis passed away. Oh, yeah. And um, everybody lines up and they take candles up to the graveside in the meditation garden to pay their respects. So it's really, really neat. It's very quiet. It's very, you know, just really intimate for the fans. And that's a huge thing that they want to do every year. So Very good. Now, we're going to be talking a little bit about Graceland. We're going to go through, do a little audio tour when we can. 
can. Take some pictures when, when we, we can. can. <laughs> and uh, talk a lot about what Grayson is all about here. And the other things that goes on, like across the street, you got the Lisa Marie, right? Yes, we have the airplanes. We have a car museum full of over 30 cars that Elvis had previously owned. We have multiple exhibits that we try to change out every year. So if you've been here in years past and you're like, well, I've been here before, we change up things all the time. And part of the reason that is, is our collection is huge. The Presleys grew up in the Great Depression and they saved everything. We have everything from grocery lists to receipts that date back to the 1950s and it's just incredible to see our archive staff they do a great job of putting together new exhibits every year to kind of tell a story and focus on different parts of Elvis's life because we have that option. So, Hey everybody, here we go with the Concert Blast Elvis Presley Special. Walking through a party in the county jail The prison band was there they began to wait The band was jumping and the joint began Swing. You should have heard the knocked out jailbird sing that rock. Everybody let it rock. Everybody in old cell block was dancing to the jailhouse rock. So we're now walking from the front lawn all the way up to the porch of Graceland and to uh, follow Miss Alicia around to learn a lot about Graceland. When you first walk in to take the tour here at Graceland, you're going to come to the first room, which is the living room, and through the living room is the music room. This room is definitely a time capsule from the 60s and 70s. We've got the beautiful white carpet. We've got the 15-foot custom-made sofa, which is also white, in addition to the 10-foot custom-made coffee table. And through the living room is the music room, and sit, still sitting in the music room today is one of three pianos that have sat in Graceland throughout the time that Elvis has lived here. So this room was definitely very well lived in. He loved having people over. He loved people being at Graceland. And so whenever they would come, this is where he would greet them, and they would spend many hours on a piano having a jam session and just kind of playing around. Elvis was a big kid, so he just loved to have a good time. So this room, if Walls could talk, it could probably share many, many, many stories about Elvis and his friends and his entourage and his family members that lived here. It's great to hear this from you, too, instead of me just trying to guess what's going on here. <laughs> this, is, this is really nice. Okay, Alicia, lead us. This is the dining room. And that's to the left as you walk into the front yes, door. Yes, The dining room, you would probably be very surprised to see a dining room that was maybe so elegant. I mean, the, the chandelier is just a beautiful chandelier that sits mm. above the dining room table. Um, it almost looks kind of too formal if you knew the kind of person who Elvis Presley was. But they did. They had a lot of sit-down dinners here whenever he was at home, not in California, filming movies. But actually, a funny story behind the chandelier, there's a chandelier that's above the staircase. Mm -hmm. And originally, when Elvis purchased the two, he did it at the same time. But this one above the staircase was originally supposed to sit above the table, and it's too large. The bottom of it hung so low it hit the bottom of the table, so they had to switch them out. Oh, so, so um, and actually there, underneath the table is a button on the side that Elvis sat on. It was a button that would actually buzz the kitchen, even though the kitchen is in the next room over. But I thought could, you were going to say the gun that went no, off. No, he could, he could buzz the kitchen if he needed anything. I think that's an interesting, because you can't see it from um, right. just a regular now, this was his chair on the end here? Um, yes. Okay. So, so there's a button underneath yes. this side of the table. Yes. That's cool. I like it. Yes. We're going to get that installed at home, I think. <laughs> Everybody needs one. <laughs>
couldn't see this before because there were people standing around it, but there's actually a television that sits in the... But if you can tell that it's an RCA product, um, Elvis had 14 televisions that sat throughout the home, which is almost unheard of back in the 1950s, 1960s. For even people to have one television was amazing, and he had 14. He was an RCA recording artist, and RCA gave him anything and everything he wanted. So it's pretty, pretty interesting to see that you can have a TV in your dining room, living room, every room possible back then. So that's who Elvis was. He I was, heard he had three in his bedroom. Well, he, he has three downstairs in the in the TV room, but as far as upstairs, that's something that I'm not sure of. All right. Tell us why you're not sure about what happens upstairs. Well, no one's allowed to go upstairs. Visitors and not even employees are allowed to go up there, and there's two reasons. Elvis Presley, like I said, being around his friends and family, but he, you know he lived a very public life. So the only privacy he had was upstairs at Graceland. So when people would come over, the red carpet stopped at the foot of the stairs. Um, another reason is Graceland was actually built in 1939 which means this house is over 70 years old. Like I said before, we average 600,000 visitors a year, and so it's almost physically impossible to take that many people up and downstairs. It would just do a lot of probably damage to the house, and we've been open for since, since 1982. So if you can imagine the wear and tear that it would do on the yeah. actual home. All right. Thank you. So as we leave the dining area, we, we pass the kitchen. The kitchen looks just like, and all the furniture. It's just like, it's a time he's going to come down. Exactly. It's a time capsule. And that's the neat thing about coming to Graceland is because I can guarantee you that no matter how old you are, you can look back and see, okay, my grandmother had that or my yeah. parents had that in their house. So, you know, Elvis was a very real person. So you're not coming in here and seeing it's completely flashy. This is who he was. He was very down to earth. And you can actually tell that by stepping into the jungle room. And that's the next room we're going to talk about. The jungle room is really neat. If you didn't know that Elvis actually never called this room the jungle room, this was a name given to this room by a travel writer that came through in 1982 when we opened for tours, and the nickname stuck since. But um, this room actually has a lot of history to it. Elvis actually recorded part of two albums in this room. He recorded from Elvis Presley Boulevard, Memphis, Tennessee, and Moody Blue in here. He set up his little stage right here where we kind of stand, and they brought in an RCA recording truck from Nashville, parked in the back, Half the reason they did this was because the room has great acoustics. If you can tell, there's both um, shag carpet on both the floors and the ceiling. Oh, yeah. So it made it for great acoustics to record music in. Yeah, and you think about putting shag carpet on the ceiling for the acoustics, but it makes sense. Exactly. It makes sense. I don't know that, um, and this actually isn't an original part of the home. This room is actually added on after Elvis purchased oh, okay. Graceland. Um, you can see the exposed brick on the side. Oh, yeah. it, it was actually a patio that they enclosed in. So I don't think at the time he really considered recording music here, but it actually turned out to be a great thing for him. So the chair that sits in the very far corner of the room is actually so large. Whenever they purchased all this <laughs> furniture, they were not able to get it in through a door, and they had to take out one of the windows in this room to put it in. Wow. Mm -hmm. Just to put a chair Just in. Just to put the chair in. <laughs> Incredible. So is this where no no photography at all? Right. No photography at all is going downstairs. So we're going down the steps here, and going downstairs, we've been told no photography. Oh, yes. Now, so the first thing you get at the bottom of the steps is a bar, right? It is. It is. <laughs> so, click. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to give too much away because we want people to come back and see. Yeah, I got you. See Graceland. So, 
So uh, there's three televisions. Is that because of the three networks that were? Yes, that he got the idea from actually. Uh, President Johnson was in the White House at the time and had three three televisions, and that's where the idea came from because there were only three networks. So. And they're right beside each other, that's so he can watch three different news channels at Absolutely. once. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. Three different movies. You know? <laughs> three different of his movies. Exactly. So this is a very relaxed area down here. I'm not going to say too much about it because we want you to come down here to see it for yourself. How's that? Sounds good to me. And if you turn to the right at the bottom of the steps, there's a pool room here. Billiard room. Billiard room. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, because it uh, could be a swimming pool I'd be talking, talking about. <laughs> Look at this. It's got a fabric, ceiling fabric, walls, all the same fabric. It's... I knew about this room. And you wanted to take some shots of this one, huh? Yeah, a whole bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of fabric? That's uh, a nice pattern there, huh? It kind of works even today. It's a little little over the top, but yeah. it still works. In your house. <laughs> of course, I won't have any friends over if I do that. Is that what you're, is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I didn't say that. Okay, here we go. Back up. We were downstairs. Now we're going back up. And we come back on the other side of the jungle room. So now we're going out the back by the jungle. We're caught in a trap. To the back and you uh there's like a the parking area night it's like we're in the backyard coming out the back into the backyard i know they've always had horses here who do these horses belong to nowadays uh, these are these are our horses we own them we try to keep horses on property it was actually uh priscilla was a huge advocate of horses and actually drew elvis closer to horses and when elvis was alive and lived at Graceland, he bought everyone that lived here a horse. So he loved horses, he loved to ride. And so we still maintain that today. We have four horses on property. Two of them are actually rescue horses that Priscilla herself helped rescue. They're beautiful and they come here, you know, to have a life of luxury. <laughs> but yes, we do still have horses on property and they that, that definitely add a sense of, you know, this is still a home and a lot of people have a, a big respect for that, that we still try to maintain everything the way Elvis would have wanted it. It's just a big motto that we go by. Nice yard back here. Does, <laughs> do, you, do you see any water gathering up here in the middle or anything <laughs> when the hard rains? I, I didn't see it because um, it, it, all of that kind of happened um, late at night. So it seemed like it would be there still if it was, if it was a problem. As far yeah, as and you know, we've had a couple pretty days of weather, so I think the sun kind of dried it all up. But, you know, Graceland, um, when all of us purchased the home, um, the home itself actually sat on a 600-acre farm, but he only purchased about 14 acres of that. When, it, when he first purchased the home, because he was not the original owner, it was a 600-acre farm. And horses were not only the only animal that he had. I mean, he had everything from dogs to he actually had peacocks. He had a pet monkey. Um, so Elvis had a pet monkey? He did. His name was Scatter. <laughs> Well, I, did, I had no idea. Yeah. I know you people are listening and saying, "Well, Mike, you don't know nothing." <laughs> I 
not. I know it's what you're doing, but that's that's fine. I'm learning all this stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I love the the way the back of the house looks too. It's. It, I mean, it's, it's just a gorgeous home in general. You know, it, like I said, the house was built in 1939. It's a colonial Southern style mansion. That back when Elvis purchased the home, Elvis Presley Boulevard was a, just a dirt road. It was Highway 51. It was the only way for people in Tennessee to actually get to Mississippi. Right. So this was very secluded. The you know the city of Memphis hadn't even come out here yet to build homes. Back in 1958, when Elvis was actually drafted into the Army, neighborhoods started popping up, and that's when he had to start building fences to actually block off his land. So when he came out of the Army, there were houses around him already? You can can actually see all the the houses, houses. all these original neighborhoods, and a lot of um, the people who bought these homes back then have kept them in the family, and they just continue to live here for years. I think the last time we were here, I was thinking, boy, if I lived over here, I would love to be on top of the roof. (laughs) And look out here when he had a lot of his company exactly, over here. Exactly, exactly. You you probably never would have known what you would have seen. Everything different every day because he had golf carts and horses and everything. They would just ride around on when they were here. I mean, you know, they always had fans up at the front gate, you know, trying to just catch a glimpse. And actually, when Elvis would find out that there were fans down at the front gates, he would actually either hop on a horse and come down and sign autographs for everybody. Really? That's the kind of person he was. He loved his fans, and he knew that he would be nothing without them. So he was very appreciative of that. And, you know, we still try to maintain that today because Elvis fans are the best fans in the world. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We live in Nashville. Anytime we got word he came to Nashville, it was all over the radio, mm-hmm. and everybody would say, hey, let's go park our dead car on the side of the interstate, right. hoping he'll come by right. and buy us a new right. car, you know, right. he did that multiple exactly. times. Exactly, he was, he was known for just, you know, he would see people window shopping and going to look at cars, and he would just on the spot buy that person buy a car, person. yeah, and it, I mean, nine times out of ten, if you complimented Elvis on his, on his shirt, he would take it off and give it to you right then and there, so he was, <laughs> he was just a very giving person, I mean. Nice shirt you got there, Brian. <laughs> I just got this last week, man. <laughs> Not getting the shirt. <laughs> Elvis was a very giving person. I mean, he essentially, he is the rags to riches story. He came yeah. from nothing and then did everything he could to succeed. And, you know, look look where we are today. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It speaks volumes. Now, I know we've got Graceland here. Do they still maintain in any of the childhood home in, down in Tupelo? Um, Tupelo is absolutely maintained. It's not maintained by us. Mm-hmm. They um, they have their own business, but we do support each other, and there are definitely tours that run from Memphis to Tupelo because a lot of people that come in town for Elvis Week want to do that experience. They want to go to Tupelo and see the birthplace, and then they want to come here to have all kinds of experiences with all the events that we do so it's definitely it's definitely neat if you've never been to Tupelo I would absolutely 100% go for sure all right all right carry us on we are going to the racquetball building which oh, is the racquetball building well, it's Saturday night and I just got paid I fool about money don't try to save my heart says go go have a time it's Saturday night baby and I feel if I don't want to rock it I want to rip it I want to shake it now, I'm smelling all kinds of flowering plants. I'm just wondering what all is out here. Well, there's a rose garden. I mean, there's pretty much everything that you could possibly imagine out here. It's just, it's very, very tranquil. You know, you feel like you're not in a big city when you come out here. Because you don't, you don't hear, you know, a lot of traffic. You don't hear a lot of hustle and bustle of a city. It's kind of... Secluded. I think that's why Elvis wanted the home so much. But um, we're actually going to walk into the racquetball building, which Elvis actually built the racquetball building in the early 70s. Spent probably about $200,000 on building just this building alone. Racquetball was a big 
big fad back then, so he had to have one himself. Now, when you come into the door, you walk down a few steps. Alicia, this is like a piano over here with a bunch of couches and stuff. Yes, this is all original. What you're going to see in here is actually the piano is actually one of the last things Elvis did before he passed away. He came in here, uh, played a couple games of racquetball, and then sat down and played a couple songs with a couple of his friends. And then um, that was... You know, August fifteenth, nineteen seventy-seven, and so we've actually turned what you're what you're sitting on now is the actual original floor of the racquetball court, and what we've done is turned it into a makeshift trophy room. All of these gold records and awards and everything you see in here are all awards that he's received after he passed away. So if you can compare these to what this he did while amazing. he was alive. It's absolutely amazing. I mean, I don't even know if my words can describe this room because everybody that I bring in here, this is where they stop and their jaw drops. Yeah, because these so, awards after he's exactly, and we're st and we're still receiving awards year after year of album sales. This is amazing. Do you know approximately how many albums he sold since his death? Oh my gosh, I wish I wish I knew that gigantic number yeah. off the top of my head, and I don't. But looking at this room, you can tell. I mean, do you know how many that does a gold and platinum? Yeah, the, the gold is half a million, right. and then the platinum is a million, right? right. So just, I mean, can, can you count <laughs> all, the, these all the platinums and all the golds? I mean, it's amazing. It, 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 it's absolutely amazing. I mean, Elvis Presley has been passed away for 34 years now, and it, it blows my mind because I'm only 26 years old, mm -hmm. and to know that, wow, these are all the things that he did, and he's still, you know, carrying these on. And, you know, it's giving me a job to say, okay, look. Look at what Elvis is doing. These people who are still coming here year and year and year after. Yeah. I mean, people save up their money every year to come back for Elvis Week and come to Graceland and visit. I mean, that's, that's, that's a powerful person. I mean, Michael Jackson, even Justin Timberlake, you know, you're going, how does he compare to these artists who were so recent? How do they compare? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's just... Now, Brian, did you hear what she said about these awards? No. After his death. After his death? Yeah. Well, what I want to know is, who created all of these outfits that he wore? Was it varied tailors? or? Um, actually, there was the main guy who started out designing these jumpsuits was Bill Ballou. And he actually just passed away a couple years ago. But when Elvis actually started wearing the jumpsuits in the early 70s, they started out as a two-piece jumpsuit. Elvis loved karate, and so they kind of reminded him of like a karate suit in a way. Um, but he didn't really like the two-piece jumpsuits because they didn't give him a lot of room to really move and flow the way he wanted to on stage. And so they kind of developed into the one-piece after that. You can actually see we have an exhibit here at Graceland that's part of the VIP tour. It's um, the evolution of the jumpsuit is really what it is. And you can kind of see how they start off as two pieces and kind of go into, you know, the studying and the beating. And then as they get more elaborate throughout the years, it's actually really neat. We have over 80 jumpsuits in our collection. The jumpsuits are highly popular around here. People are dying to see them. And we always keep these on display here um, in the racquetball building. They have to, they actually have to rest. You have to rest clothing especially older pieces of clothing so you have to be very careful with your artifacts and so we have to take them on and off display from time to time just so just so we'll have them for years to come for everyone to see and bring many generations of your family there you go.
kind of like a mini Smithsonian in here. Is what you're saying? <laughs> That's you got, what it you is. You got to rotate out all the displays so they can make sure there's no degradation of he the He has properties. his own rock That's, hall. that's why we oh, don't have. <laughs> that's why we don't have flash photography because it deteriorates the the artifacts. Oh yeah, but time. there's plenty of light in here to get really good shots anyway. Mm -hmm. So nobody has to worry about that. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, we mm -hmm. can walk out the door. Thank you for doing this, by the way. Oh, this no is, problem. This, this makes is it right here. This <laughs> makes it. So the last stop on the tour of the actual, I'm on this side of the street of the mansion, is the meditation garden. It, this is where um, Elvis and his family are buried. And Elvis um, was not originally buried here, if, if you didn't know that. He did not. Um, he was actually buried at the Forest Hill Cemetery, which is right up Elvis Presley Boulevard. Um, that's where his mother was buried. And after Elvis Presley died, his father, Vernon Presley, was kind of worried about grave robbing. And so they talked to the city and came up with a way to move them both back here. So Elvis is buried here along with his mother, his father, his grandmother. And um, there is a little plaque for his um, stillborn twin, Jesse Guerin, who is actually buried in Tupelo. So mm. They didn't move that grave? No. no. They just kept that yes. there. Right. right here, we're out of the side of the house is a swimming pool. Mm -hmm. Now, is that that's just a pool room, I guess, right there, and that's well, not attached to the house, is it? Right. This no, this actually what you would have seen if we would have continued on the actual right path of the tour is what we call the trophy hall, and in there is our hall of gold records and memorabilia from movies and all kinds of different stuff that you can see here. We actually have a new exhibit in there, which is a timeline, interactive timeline of the year 1956. This is the 55th anniversary of the year 1956, and that year was a huge year for. Elvis. That was his year for his first gold record, his first movie, a lot of firsts, his first television appearances. So it was a huge year marking, you know, he did a lot of things that were very newsworthy. So we did a whole timeline and that's what you can see in there to kind of go through the year 1956 and that's when, you know, Elvis basically hit hit stardom. So it's really kind of neat to go through and see that. But um, once you come out of there, you, you see the pool and then you go on into the racquetball building. So once you go through the trophy hall, you see all the awards and gold records that Elvis received while he was alive. And then you transition to the gold records and everything he received since he's passed away. So it's neat to kind of compare the two and see, wow, this is what he did and this is what he's still doing. It's such a, such a powerful individual. That pool looks so inviting, that whole area. <laughs> Doesn't there, it doesn't, know? <laughs> I mean, it looks like, oh, this is relaxation uh, defined right here. Absolutely, absolutely. Alicia, I just wanted to ask you, there's a lot of flower arrangements left by fans mm -hmm. around Elvis's grave. Mm -hmm. the, does that get a little bit more difficult to handle around the anniversary of his death and his birth? Um, I think difficult to handle is um, not the best way to put it. We do get lots and lots and lots of people who, I mean, some of those are mailed in from all mm -hmm. over the world. And especially during Elvis week, we actually stand them up, not just around the grave, but right as you're exiting the grave, there's a place where we, we line them all up so people can actually see them when they come up for um, the candlelight vigil. But people, I mean, just on a daily basis, will bring up tokens to leave on the grave, whether it's flowers or I saw a guitar pick up there earlier. I've seen teddy bears that have been put up there. I mean, people have left candles. so. You know, it's just kind of anything and everything that you can imagine. And like I said, people still mail in flowers and not even, you know, on the anniversaries of his birth and his death. It's just any day and every day. So mm. it's something that we've learned to handle. 
it amazes me. It blows my mind that people are still doing that. We allow people to walk up to the meditation garden for an hour every morning. It's free. So if you wanted to come up between 7.30 and 8.30 in the morning to pay the respects to the grave, you can. So a lot of people do that as well. We open the gates at 7.30 and you walk up the front driveway and you walk over to the meditation garden. And then and you see a lot of people doing that? There, there are a lot of people that do that, believe it or not, and it's just a matter of the weather, honestly, and what time of year it is. Um, a lot of people come closer to either January or August during either anniversary. You see a lot more, but you do have some people who you know, are just here on vacation and say, oh, we can do that. And a lot of people that just drive through either on your way to the beach or across the country that stop through and you know, sign the wall and then walk up. Love me tender Love me sweet, never let me go. You have made my life complete, and I love you so. Love me tender, love me true, all my dreams. For my darling Do you have a lot of musicians, artists that want a special tour? We have a lot of not only musicians and artists, but we have a lot of celebrities, a lot of movie stars and people like that who come through. Some of them want to take a tour by an archivist and have a private tour, and a lot of people go and buy a ticket and say, well, we just want to do a tour like everybody else. So oh, okay. so you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you get a phone call, sometimes you don't. Through the ways of social media these days, we have a lot of people who will either say on Facebook or they'll say it on Twitter, oh, well, I was just on tour with the people from Arcade fire and they were actually the band who came they played at the Orpheum last night and so that's actually that's how we knew that they were here they didn't call and say anything they just bought a ticket like everybody else so you you never know so we could get phone calls we might not I forgot they were here last night yeah all right is it this way it's right through here now we're in the trophy area and Alicia just (laughs) said something that blew my mind Elvis actually only won three Grammys in his lifetime and they were all for gospel music that is, that's amazing. But Brian said, if, after you heard how great they are by him, right. what do you expect? You it's know? also a little contradictory, I guess, because as you stand here and look at all the gold records, you're going, wow, that's the only thing you want a Grammy for? But the Grammys have changed so much between mm-hmm. the time Elvis was competing for a Grammy and now, so it's kind of hard to really put it into perspective, I guess. I thought they would end up giving him a lifetime achievement or something. They do it from time to time, different artists. area and now this is like the movie area mm-hmm. this is we just a couple things from a couple different movies elvis did 31 feature films and two documentaries he's a busy guy in hollywood yeah first actor to ever receive a million dollars for a movie oh wow bright light said it gonna set my soul gonna set my soul on fire got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn so get those stakes up higher 
there's a thousand pretty women waiting out there They're all living the devil may care And I am just a devil with love to spare So Viva Las Vegas Viva Las Vegas We've seen it all now, huh? All right. Alicia, thank you so much for uh, thank you guys showing for us around. Coming. Now, I would have liked to have been walking up through here about 40 years ago. <laughs> Might have been able to pedal a little bike or something, but that'd be about it. <laughs> How many do you expect to be here during Elvis week? Last year we had um, we had a pretty big crowd, and I'm, I'm hoping that we'll have anywhere between 20 to maybe 40,000 people here, which would be great. 2012 is actually the 35th anniversary, so we're hoping to have a lot more people during that big year. So Yeah. Alicia, thank you so much for the wonderful walk tour that you gave us. Well, we were just happy to have you guys, and we hope that all of your listeners will come and visit us this summer and hopefully for Elvis Week. Absolutely. I'd like to come back myself <laughs> and get a look at the upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, Brian. <laughs> all right. Well, this is Mike Arnold signing off. And this is Brian signing off. And this is Alicia. Thanks, guys. Thank you again. Thank you. Until next time, God bless you. I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. I didn't get it. My voice is too rough right now. <laughs>